0: Good morning and welcome to St. Louis Live with Travis Terrell, Chris Denman, and Michael Gaines on 920 AM and streaming live at weareliveradio.com.
1: You turn around like, boy, talking to me. could pick you up in you look back like, what you mean? just about more important Good morning, St. Louis.
2: It's
1: St. Louis Live. Chris Denman and Michael Gaines. Travis Rell out with a stubbed toe this morning. How is everybody? We're here five days a week, 7 to 10 a.m. on 920 a.m. WGNU. You can stream online at weareliveradio.com. We're going to get things going here with our MVTs. We've got... Guests galore today, Michael. Michael, how are you?
2: I'm good. Happy Thursday.
1: Happy Thursday, indeed. You've got your Cardinals Blues combo shirt on. Was that go a Blues. Was that a gas station giveaway? Where'd you get that?
2: Um, no, it was actually a shirt company on the Hill. Oh, hometown pride. Yes, go Hill. Uh, Travis
1: will be out today. Uh, harass him. I, I, I encourage you to text in reasons for why you think Travis is gone, we'll That's reveal we'll reveal that maybe in the eight o'clock hour.
2: And we could give away lunch with him too, since he's not here. That
1: is, that'll be the Fair or Foul Prize today. 314 880 0808. before we get things going, it's seven oh well let me check my iWatch f- watch here. Seven oh three uh, AM nice. Gaines. You like how I slipped that in there? Yeah. Steve Jobs gave it to me personally.
2: Did he? I don't think he was alive. The
1: spirit of Steve Jobs. Let me receive this as a gift. That's fair. Yes, that's exactly right. Uh, Today, big news during the 7 o'clock hour. Guess what, Gaines? You know what it takes to keep a radio show moving? Talent, dashing, chubby good looks. Hot tea. Hot tea. Uh, A great board up. Hey, Giamatti, how are you?
2: Peyton is great.
1: Chiamatti's in today. Those pipes. You got to get... Yeah, he does it live every time. Uh, No, it takes funding. And we've had many great partnerships in a short amount of time get together. And uh, Matthew Ehrenreich of Edward Jones is jumping on board to sponsor the 7 o'clock hour. The 7
2: o'clock hour.
1: Always known around the Denman House as the wisest, most prudent hour. Really? Yes. So we went out and we got an Edward Jones fella. That,
2: that does make sense.
1: His name, Matthew Ehrenreich, Edward Jones, making sense of investing, member SPIC. He's a big part of uh, of the show, and I'm sure we'll hear from uh, Matthew in the coming days about this new partnership. But, hey, we're in the 7 o'clock Matthew Ehrenreich hour. Did you ever think you would join forces with another private school, high school, graduate, not of your school, to push forward your career?
2: Not Not really. Unless they were working for me, but uh, I'm uh, I'm working for him now. To so feel good
1: that you're an equal second today. Yeah, you've oh, worked yeah. your way onto the marquee, the great logo of uh, the We Are Live logo, which is our uh, our pushing brand, I guess you could say. Correct. Created by Adam Burles Adam Burles Creative. You worked your way onto the marquee. Now you've somehow made Travis not show up. One and conveniently on a day. When we have no intern, no in-studio guest until 9 a.m., I see this as a power play.
2: One of these days, I'm going to lock the door of the studio. You do get here first. And we're going to just do mic in the morning.
1: I I don't know how that'll work out.
2: Yeah, it's just going to be three hours. um, Yeah. A lot of hot takes. Gambling. Mostly mostly sports. Sure. And uh, we're just going to play it out. Yeah? You want to work it out? I mean... uh, ESPN's losing their mic show, so somebody has to fill that gap. It's um. so a
1: bold strategy, Cotton. Let's see if it pays off for us. Do
2: we, do we have a healthy amount
1: of Travis drops that we can robo-Travis through the day? Let, let me know whenever you've got something coming. So we'll do that. Hey, uh, news, though, breaking. 7.30 a.m., we're going to talk to Sam Snelling. I like to refer to him as a formal, former Mineral Area Cardinal. Played basketball for them back in the day. To junior college near Farmington, Missouri, Gaines. Hoop Dreams, that's where they're made.
2: And uh, we'll ask him why Mizzou is afraid to play SLU. Do you think Sam has that answer? Maybe. I'll probably condescendingly ask him.
1: Sam's a good sport, so he'll play along. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Sam's from Rock M Nation. We'll talk Mizzou hoops with him. Sam's a great guy here in town, and uh, we're excited to have him on. We'll talk to one Seinfeld and baseball pop culture expert, Benjamin Hockman. He writes for the St. Louis Post-Dispatch. That's right. The Ledoux, Ledoux Gazette. He Well, you would think he would, or the, the Clayton Upstart. Yes. Yeah, I would think so. So we'll talk to Ben Hockman in the 8 o'clock hour and then in the 9 o'clock hour. Gaines, again, this hurts with Travis not being here. This is a love child of his and Carly's that yes. has been made. Love yes. advice with Carly Lawrence in the 9 o'clock hour. And we'll do the fair foul submission. We'll get the morning melee going. I'm excited. The studio is nice and airy today. It is. It is. There's it's a lot of room to stretch out, walk around. This is a big man show today.
2: We're going to review. Quiet, we're going to review.
1: Oh, it's so quiet. It's so
2: quiet. Uh, I, I, I actually have my earphones at a uh, normal level. <laughs> Giamatti didn't
1: have to spend 20 minutes remodulating the mic whenever uh, <laughs> Travis came in yelling at the microphone.
0: Travis Blackfish Terrell here.
1: Oh, what's up, Trav? Trav, are you excited to be here? I bring what the kids call the moves. Uh, Well, you you definitely think you're the most important on the show. That is racist as hell! Don't see where race comes into it whatsoever, but I don't know. You've become a little bit of a diva lately. (laughs) Woo! (laughs) Classic Travis. Look at what you're doing, man. You've gotten too excited. It's morning. People want a calm, methodical, screen-setting approach. He, he tripped. That is racist as hell. You can always lean on that. That's kind of Travis in a uh, in a nutshell. One more time. That is racist as hell. Hey, let's kick it off with some MVTs, brother.
2: MVT starts now.
1: Uh, we will get into my MVT, the M MVT most M I M V MVT gains. That what you call it? Yes. My most important MVT. We'll talk about Cardinals, and I brought in. Benjamin Hockman, to sit down with me for, for my MBT. Let's jump into it's your energy. Eh,
2: you I, like,
1: I like him. Okay. Oh, wait. We have an update from the text line. 314-880-0808. It's the hipster of Tower Grove South. I'm a huge fan of his. Handsome devil. Sorry, Travis found my bed too comfy to leave this morning. Hipster Tower Grove South. I do believe that. He's a caring gentleman.
2: Blackfish 2016.
1: The hipster, the hipster or uh, Travis? No, not Travis. Travis is a selfish lover. Yes as reported in the text inbox. Wow. Can't speak from experience.
2: What's your MVT today, man? Uh, so Roger Moore, James Bond, passed away a couple days ago. Sure. Um, and there was this story a lot of people like to take to social media to share their experiences of celebrities in time of their death. Sometimes I uh, find it a little weird that we do that that way. But uh, in instances like this, it's it's pretty cool. So... Bear with me a little bit. It's a really cool story, but I'm going to uh, share that Facebook post with you. Let's hear uh, this, uh, gentleman. People are
1: obsessed with James Bond, by the way. Oh, absolutely. Are you? No. Me either. I, <laughs> yeah, uh, God forbid games I saw, enjoy something of a fantasy nature.
2: I saw the, the one recent one, but not the sequel to it. So whatever that means, I think. <laughs> if I'm right, maybe I saw the sequel, not the original. But anyway. Sure, sure, sure. sure. This, uh, this gentleman's post. As a 7-year-old in about 1983, in the days before first-class lounges at airports, I was with my grandfather at an airport and saw Roger Moore sitting at the departure gate. Reading a paper, I told my grandfather I would just seen James Bond and asked if we could go over so I could get his autograph. My grandfather had no idea who James Bond or Roger Moore was, so we walked over and he popped me in front of Roger Moore with the words, My grandson says you're famous. Can you sign this? As charming as you'd (laughs) expect, Roger asks my name and duly signs the back of my plane ticket. A fulsome note full of the best wishes. I'm ecstatic, but as we head back to our seats, I glance down at the signature. It's hard to decipher, but it definitely does not say James Bond. My (laughs) grandfather looks at it, half figures out it says Roger Moore. I have absolutely no idea who that is, and my heart sinks. I tell my grandfather he signed it wrong, that he's put someone else's name. So my grandfather heads back to Roger Moore, holding the ticket, which he's only just signed. I remember staying by our seats and my grandfather saying... He says you've signed the wrong name. He says your name is James Bond. Roger Moore's face crinkled up with realization, and he beckoned me over. When I was by his knee, he leant over, looked from side to side, raised an eyebrow, and in a hushed voice to me said, I have to sign my name as Roger Moore because otherwise Blofeld might find out I was here. He asked me not to (laughs) tell anyone that I'd just seen James Bond. Sorry, having a little Internet problem here. And he thanked me for keeping his secret. I went back to our seats, my nerves absolutely jang- jangling with delight. My grandfather asked me if he'd signed James Bond. No, I said, I'd got it wrong. I was, I was working with James Bond now. Many, many years later, I was working as a scriptwriter on a recording that involved the UNICEF, and Roger Moore was doing a piece.
0: Gosh darn it.
1: This is Gaines really trying hard not to. He's functionally illiterate, everybody. It's, it's kind of sad. Here we go, here we
2: go, here we go. Many, many years later, I was working as a scriptwriter on a recording that involved UNICEF, and Roger Moore was doing a piece to camera as an ambassador. He was completely lovely, and while the cameraman were setting up, I told him in passing the story of when I met him at, at an airport. He was happy to hear it, and he had a chuckle and said, Well, I don't remember, but I'm glad you got to meet James Bond. So that was lovely. And then he did something so brilliant. After the filming, he walked past me in the corridor, heading out to his car. But as he got level, he paused, looked both ways, raised an eyebrow, and in a hushed voice said, of course I remember our meeting in in the airport, but I didn't say anything in there because those cameramen, any one of them, could be working for Blofeld. (laughs) That's fantastic. That's amazing. Have Have you ever
1: had an experience like that? I I, met I mean, not, obviously, you're not going to get that. That's no.
2: Um, I met Al Rabowski at an airport one time, and I was wearing a Texas Longhorns hoodie, and he said, oh, bandwagon fan, I assume. It was right after Vince <laughs> Young and uh, oh, yeah. won the Rose Bowl, so that was a little upset. How old were you? Eighth grade, seventh grade. Oh, I was yeah. headed down to spring training, pretty, and uh, so was he.
1: Pretty good bandwagon time. I had, a, uh, I had an Ohio State turtleneck yeah. in seventh grade. Mm-hmm that I would wear with uh, my and-one warm-up pants and Adidas flip-flops when I would be going to to basketball practice. Interesting. So, yeah. Interesting. Orlando Pace-inspired.
2: Maybe we'll get into that. Yeah. We'll, 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 break,
1: we'll break that down a little more. No, that means so much to people whenever – and I think it's a lot easier to be like that, too. I know you could say, well, you know, don't bother and blah, blah, blah. It's a kid, and I don't even care if you do that times a 1,000, like say 1,000 people stop him in an airport – some form of that, maybe not, is so much easier than like beat it. For you know sure. what I mean? And Absolutely. because I've seen both. I've seen uh and I don't blame, but I just say I do think it is easier. I've seen athletes and uh and famous people do both versions of that and it's it's a little weird. I don't
2: know. And we talked to Terry Yate kind of about this when we were at our live remote at Southhound Pub. How easy it is for them to be nice for just a few minutes. And he ended up signing an autograph for the owner's kid when he was up in Hartford. And he the owner's kid became his favorite player. Not a bad strategy for uh, somebody.
1: No, not bad at all. It's, I don't know, it's so heartwarming when you hear these kind of stories. And you don't,
2: I mean, I, don't, I feel like you don't hear that many stories about this nowadays, because people just want to kind of creep on them and take pictures from a Yeah, catch them doing something bad.
1: Oh, look at this idiot having a glass of water. Like,
2: like it's better to put them on your Snapchat than it is to go up and ask for a picture with them or something like that, isn't it? I like
1: my, I've seen, uh, I think he posted it, Chris uh, Chris D'Elia, comedian, Mm -hmm. friend of the show, former guest, Uh, he creeped on girls Googling him.
2: Googling would, him or taking his picture? Because I see Googling athletes and taking or a picture. Anybody, like, sometimes they'll do the one back when somebody's taking a picture. Right. Get some like, I see
1: you, bro. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, do you, I don't think I would do that uh, as far as the. I would just go up and say hello.
2: Yeah, or ask for a picture or something like that. I mean, nobody really does the autograph thing anymore, I feel like.
1: Yeah, well, I don't know. But then it's also a thing of entitlement. You have kids sitting in the front row asking Joey Votto for his batting gloves before they would say, hello, sir. You're my favorite. So, I don't know. It could be something traditionally as well hey it's about uh, seven fifteen a.m we're 15 we're a quarter of the way through the matthew Reich edward jones seven o'clock hour and you know what it's time for coffee
2: gains. i do like coffee do we have a coffee sponsor yeah i believe they uh, work on cars as well oh
1: okay <laughs> a coffee shop that doubles as an automotive repair correct place.
2: fairway automotive
1: check them out if you haven't yet go hit them up help them out support the community By taking all of their coffee, go in, have a cup of coffee at Fairway Automotive in Crestwood, drop them a line, tell them, Chris and Gaines, not Travis or anyone else sent you, that is St. Louis Live today, Chris and Gaines, right? Yes. Okay. Fairway Automotive, Crestwood, Missouri, drop them a line, pop in, have a cup of coffee, abuse their Wi-Fi, and absolutely, maybe even take a nap on their their wonderful couch. And while you're there, maybe you can schedule an oil change if you're... uh, if you're happy for it. AC specials all summer long as well. No, that's a, that's a feel-good way to get things started here. We're usually brought in with uh, some form of doom and gloom in the morning. And do you want to blame that on Travis, too? Yes. Okay. So we're usually on that. So, no, that's a great story that you uh, that you pulled up. Uh, if you're just tuning in, it's Chris Denman, Michael Gaines today. we got Giamatti on the board. Travis is here audibly. I'll say that. See, that's... <laughs> He will be here. He will be <laughs> jumping it throughout the show. We've got Sam Snelling calling in at 730 uh, to talk some Mizzou hoops. Gaines uh, will talk Cardinals with one Mr. Ben Hockman as far as additional celebrities that you've ran into. Any other good stories that you need to bring? Have I told uh, that j- my Roboski story? No. I haven't on here? I swear I have at some point. Uh, I was buddies with Al's daughter, worked together uh her her now husband or sister they were all getting together they're like hey come out where it's somebody's birthday i think it was their mom's birthday uh dad will be there al will be there so we go to a place in clayton that's known for uh some celebrity sightings right so we go there we have uh, i show up and of course me and my buddy like i'll oh, bring a friend we uh We're, you know, 27 at the time. We're thinking, hey, we're going out on the town. Let's go. We'll put on our finest checkered plaid shirts, jeans, and uh, casual shoes. You know, keeping it casual. So we walk into what we think would be a bar. It's a private room. We look like complete and total idiots. We look like farmers, literally, (laughs) compared to how nice everyone was dressed. Like, oh, sit down, come in, have a good time. People can rag on Al for his uh, performance. He... Told. I wish he could be like this on the air. He was so entertaining, so polite, and so nice to the idiots that we were. And plaid just sat there, and jeans. In and plaid and jeans at a pretty nice place in a private room, sat there talking to us, telling us stories about minor league days. And, and this is before I did any form of radio. I'm thinking, why aren't we? Why aren't we recording this? This mm-hmm. is the greatest stories I've ever heard. Telling all these stories, just jumping in, jumping. in, get, get, get you a drink. Great guy. Absolutely loved hanging out with him. And then, as the night went on, oh, who strolls in? Dusty Baker. Ever heard of him? You have a toothpick in his mouth? He did. Did he really? Absolutely, he did. What I mean, he's Dusty Baker. sits down as big fella. By the way, would have ripped Larusa apart if they had ever. I uh, don't know.
2: Tangled. I don't. You know, Duncan would have t- taken out his ACL. He was the crazy one.
1: <laughs> you think so?
2: Yeah. Duncan comes in and clubs him. That was because in the Three Nights in August or whatever that book, uh, Larusa talks about how Duncan was literally the crazy one and he had to keep him under wraps. He's just nuts. Yes. <laughs> So, so one time, one of his pitchers, somebody charged a mound on one of his pitchers, and he grabbed a bat from the dugout and chased the guy around when they were in Oakland. Are you kidding me? <laughs> no.
1: Well, we're going to pause the story. I hear the Matt guys right down the street from Fairway grab their coffee and snacks, get your fill, then comes to, come to Matt's office, but he's very stingy on who gets the Snickers bar <laughs> from the 636. Uh, Mike Lee's Space Bar. Travis stubbing his toe equals he finally slept through his alarm. Maddie Bear owes me a hundred dollars. I had the under on one month before he sleeps through his alarm. Maddie Bear, Mike Lee's space bar apparently had a, a bet. I we're not gonna reveal till the eight o'clock hour what I think people are gonna be excited uh in a very terrible way about why Travis is gone. Don't you think? Yes. It's one of those where it's like, Man, I wouldn't want to be Travis right now. No. <laughs> Poor guy. <laughs> Out of uh, Corolla. N- well, take it easy, Trav. This is our show today. So <laughs> Dusty Baker comes in. He's hanging out. Also, just him. They start BS and they start talking about they played in the minors in the for the Braves together in the seventies. Oh, really? Some great stories come from that. Dusty Baker also could not have been a nice enough guy. Super engaging, super nice. And then again, it goes back. And it was a laid back atmosphere. Also, Sam Bradford and the Rams started walking through as we were leaving too. So one of these things Same. is not like the other. The dude in uh, the dude and his buddy in the plaid basically is the uh, is the the part of that story but
2: I, I could see sam wearing plaid
1: yeah bringing out his oklahoma roots yeah <laughs> dances with bradford good uh, fantasy name average bad average does that deserve a uh, a racist as hell kind of <laughs> that is racist as hell travis calm down pepe matthew Ehrenreich really put a dent in that snickers plate <laughs> so so our seven o'clock sponsor is strolling down yeah, the road to our automotive sponsor and he's eating their Snickers bars. I he's not even so. heeding the coffee advice. <laughs> that's kind of rude, he- man. Heed. Heated headed. Heed Heated. 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 Heads. Yes. I think that's the actual terminology.
2: Uh, and, uh, Go ahead. I think oh, I told, look at
1: Gaines stepping all over me. He's oh, I'm a co-host well, no today. We were talking 50, about, 50 Chris. You've been talking a lot.
2: We were talking about stories. About PB's pancreas.
1: I can do it too. I got a text line. Who's
2: Sam Bradford? Some Vikings backup, I think.
1: <laughs> what were you saying?
2: No, we were talking about celebrity stories. One time, I asked David Lee if he was a minor league pitcher at a baseball. You game. brought that up. That's one of the better. You just he you was sitting him. down. He was sitting down. I'm pretty sure he him. doesn't drink. Right. He, so, I don't think so. He wasn't that night. Yeah. He uh he was sitting down and I was like, Okay, I know this guy. I recognize this guy. Is right. he up from like Springfield with the guys to like catch a Cardinals game? <coughs> sure. He had pretty good seats, blah blah sure. blah. And before using my smartphone to just look up who this guy was, I was just like, Oh, I'll just ask him. Are you a minor league baseball player? He just says no and turns around kind of annoyed. <laughs> so as he was leaving, I was like David, sorry. I absolutely know who you are. My bad, man. <laughs> MCC. I would have... <laughs> Did he jump in on it? No.
1: No. See, I would have been disappointed personally that he wasn't wearing Lee jeans and like a Lee branded t-shirt.
2: He looked so normal. So normal.
1: <laughs> and if he's not standing up... But he up... had
2: hundreds in his wallet. Canes. <laughs> no, this is after I asked him. I was like, okay, this guy is legit famous. And then he was texting Jeremy Lin on his cell phone. Stop it! Yeah. (laughs) You were
1: were creeping him the whole time? Yeah.
2: Had 987 unread text messages. Holy I remember looking at that and just being like, man, change your number if you hate that many people. (laughs) Do you think he's just so
1: laid back? He's just like kind of just going through life just doing it. It's probably like
2: uh, when you get to a certain point, it may even be normal. Because he was probably back in town in St. Louis, and somebody found out he was back in town in St. Louis, so he had all shamanad. Right. Well, whenever whatever. Nelly whenever
1: Nelly mentions you on the Country Grammar album, when you're a junior in high school, yeah. doing okay, yeah, doing okay. Mike Lee's Space Bar active this morning. David Lee didn't go to SLU, so God forbid Gaines expands his views west of Skinker. <laughs> yeah, I went to Shamanad.
2: What a mistake!
1: Didn't make it to uh, Sectionals his senior year. I'll tell you that much. Interesting. Yes, very interesting.
2: Best. The Black Knights got them?
1: No, no. That sectional that year, again, little uh, Varsity Basketball update. Not local and current, Varsity Basketball from 2001 update. Yes. So sectionals that year, the winner of our district played the winner of Kirkwood, CBC, What? Yeah, CBC, Chaminade.
2: Desmet, they always change. Whatever
1: what, that district does? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay, but in his district, there were about, I guess, fourteen starting, Division One players. Probably. I mean, throughout that, I know Did Kirkwood CBC had a set of out, twins. Or CBC, CBC game. Yeah. ended up beating the mighty Farmington Knights in sectionals. That's right. They had six or seven counting football players, Division One athletes, on that CBC team. Wow. Yeah. Tamar Macklin made us pray to God. That's for sure. Yeah. Ryan Woods, I believe he played Michigan at Chris Crosby, he was a wide receiver from Mizzou. Several good players. Lots of texts coming in. Ray King, David, David Lee used to train in the offseason at our old work gym. Dude doesn't even lift, bro. <laughs> Mike Lee's baseball isn't Farmington like 1A. Uh, at the time, it was Class 5. I don't think so. Wow, Yeah, that's a big deal. That's, wow. Yeah, isn't that fun? You have a 1,200-person school, and you have to go into sectionals playing against the uh, stacked private schools with all boys with the same... Amount of you—you you can see where that's unfair, gains. Well,
2: they have the multiplier rule.
1: No, at the time there wasn't. It was just get in there, get it done. Back in my day, well, just sack up. PB's pancreas met Jerry Lawler once. We went, <laughs> to, his, we went to his bar in Memphis. <laughs> we stepped into his bar in Memphis. It was much like walking into a bar in my hometown of Farmington, Missouri.
2: Yes, it was interesting. It was. There was, was a, a lot acoustic, of wrestling fans playing and. Uh, a lot, uh, lot,
1: lot of new metal covers.
2: Every other TV was not on SportsCenter, but an old Jerry Lawler wrestling match.
1: <laughs> Travis would be
2: excited. He to was. Talk that. He's like, well, you, are, we, are we breaking
1: that down in the uh, 7 o'clock hour? Travis, the Matthew Ehrenreich 7 o'clock hour?
2: Travis made me take pictures of him next to all like the fake wrestling people.
1: Update from Maddie Bear Don't listen to Mike Lee's Space Bar. Dude is taking a seven day weekend, weekend, eating at IHOP and wearing Under Armour <laughs> shower sandals. A lot of sandal talk so far.
2: That's interesting.
1: We've got Sam I didn't
2: see uh, that Mike Lee's Space Bar was at IHOP this morning and had an unfortunate event happen to him.
1: Good for him. Do we do we want to? You want to drop a fair foul already?
2: Yeah, we can. We, we'll you know leave it open to have. A I bunch like of submissions. I like where this is
1: headed. I had a sandal story. We're getting sandal submissions. What do you think, Gaines? What's our fair foul today?
2: I fair was. foul.
1: Thank you, Travis.
2: Wow, We're giving it to the people.
1: <laughs> Hang on. Do we want a good one?
2: This is a segment for the people. What you doing? No, <laughs> that's later. Um. So I was I was, uh, pumping some gas yesterday. You were paying someone to pump your gas. I wish. Remember when that happened? I was. I'm even old enough to remember when they pumped your gas. I think it still probably happens in certain uh,
1: municipalities in the St. Louis area. Yeah, in those gated, in the gated parts be, of the like, county,
2: even down here, Sinclair was like the last one to like get rid of it. But anyway, I feel like
1: there will be a return to that. You see all these barbershops now that offer up shaves and everything else, and it's considered craft, and it's like you're, you're doing it. I think there'll be a gas station that'll go back to having attendants pump your ass for you.
2: Yeah, I mean, you, I could see it. it. It'd be a way to set yourself apart from the competition if you had the money to do it. It's would Quick Trip getting in on that game. Sure. i like to do everything else. But anyway, the guy, the guy at the pump next to me, I was not happy with him because he was wearing jeans... And sandals. And... Uh, Okay. In general, I don't like the sandals. I just don't like... You're not a flip-flop guy. No, just put your feet in some socks or at least a, a shoe or something. Get them out. Now, when you're wearing pants, I just... It looks so dorky and... I don't get walking into a bar with that, with the gross You're not floor.
1: A fa- You're not a fan of designer jeans, vintage t-shirt, and uh, expensive flip-flops? Correct.
2: Not your thing? Like trying to mosh at a concert.
1: <laughs> <laughs> what if they're really
2: nice, like, surf brand flip-flops? No, flip-flop? no. Rainbow? They could be the, You're they not could a be, fan of Rainbow? They could be the big bra- baller brand. Flip-flops. Oh, I boy. I still not like Do
1: we them. have an official uh, St. Louis Live Midwest ambassador uh, big baller brand update before too long?
2: Um, we do. We uh, released some merchandise last night. We released Stay in Yo Lane t-shirts. Good for you. Uh, are those
1: available at local St. Louis stores because of you? Or?
2: They are not. They are only available at uh, bigballerbrand.net. Oh, okay. <laughs>
1: That biz was taken yes
2: yes but yeah we're you know we're never we're big ballers so we're always going to take advantage of a marketing opportunity so people who are ripping us because it was a sexist statement <clears throat> just stay in your lane uh speaking of marketing
1: brother Abair, vp of marketing for we are live and he's also the official insurance agent for liberty mutual insurance here on st louis live uh texting in Saying, guys, I just saw Travis leaning up against the Confederate statue in Forest Park eating an Egg McMuffin. Any other excuse he gave you is BS. Okay. Like uh-huh. myself. What's that? Man, feed me. Oh. And leave me alone. <laughs> Travis Terrell. Wow. He may be out, but he's not. Uh, I bumped into Alex Winter at Circle K once in Cali. Carlos Danger. Alex Winter, uh, I believe, was in Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventures. that? Never seen it. Who is that? Is Jason, king of all Filipinos. Socks and sandals are a huge no-no unless you're Asian. He is the king of all Filipinos. He can say that.
2: Well, and this isn't socks or sandals, guys. Quit stepping on my fair foul, all right? Fair foul today. My day to shine. Sandals, what is it? Sandals with jeans. Sandals with jeans. Sandals with jeans. No socks, just sandals with stupid jeans. You look like an idiot.
1: Gaines, Giamatti asking about socks with Sperry's. Not the question. Fair foul today. stepping on my... Okay, that's a horrible bane. Fairfowl today. Lunch with Travis Terrell next week is the prize. Yes. I will, the show will make sure everything is paid for. We will choose the location and you will take Travis Terrell to lunch. So prize today for Fairfowl. Get him in. St. Louis Live Radio at gmail.com. Your topic today. We'll announce it at the end of the show and we'll give away a free lunch with Travis Terrell next week. Sandals with jeans. That's it. That's, That's it. your it's topic. Simple. That's your topic. Winner gets with lunch with Travis Terrell. One more text before we get to our guest. Maddie Bear is installing outdoor surround sound so he and the fam can lay on the driveway in 100-degree heat and watch movies outside. <laughs> Mike Lee's space bar. There's, uh, there's a, a lot of fighting going on in the text inbox. Yeah, but come I'm not, on guys. I don't want to talk about that anymore. I want to talk some hoops. And whenever I want to talk hoops, I go to former Mineral Area Cardinal Sam <laughs> Snelling. Hey guys what's happening Sam welcome to St. Louis live. How are you buddy?
0: It's one of my favorite parts of uh of you know coming on with you Chris is that you always remind me of my uh my wonderful stint in Park Hills Missouri. <laughs> Sam can be found at Twitter at Sam
1: T Snelling uh, writes for Rock M nation and again, we can really really dive into how hoop dreams made if you guys want to text in your questions (laughs) as well. Uh, Sam, it's been a minute. It's good to have you on this version of the show. We're on the morning now. I was happy that uh, you were able to join us. It's been a huge I don't know, do we want to say month for Mizzou basketball? I mean, it's been really exciting as compared to the last few years of just dismal play and sanctions and this and that and the other. Uh, As far as the Porter news... Or that we're now, I believe Travis dubbed it the Porter House Gains, is yeah, where, where, where Mizzou's <laughs> going to be House. playing now. Uh, always medium rare, right, guys? Uh, no, what's, uh, what's been the most exciting thing for, for Mizzou basketball to you uh, as far as is how this could potentially tie together with long term success for the program?
0: Uh, well, I just think, you know, if you're looking at the, the long term success, I think getting the number one recruit. Uh, even though he's only going to be on campus for a year, uh, is automatically going to put Missouri back in the national conversation. Um, so I think that news, probably more than anything, uh, you know, got Missouri fans, you know, really, probably the most pumped. Um, I d- I'm just really kind of excited to see what Conzo Martin can do in St. Louis. Uh, Mainly because I think we all know that that Missouri has struggled to recruit St. Louis, uh, right. and I, I think he's already off to a good start with getting Jeremiah Tillman. Um, but there's you know there's a couple guys uh, in next year's class. If you're you know going to try to convince Cartier Gordon uh, of deepening flu. stay, deep away, Sam. Blue. <laughs> stay
1: um, away, Sam. Michael Gaines, <laughs> slew graduate, <laughs> not uh, not enjoying that
0: comment. Well, if you if it makes you feel any better, I don't actually. Think that's going to happen? I think he's pretty locked in on flu. Well, my, um,
2: myself as a Billikens fan thinks it is going to happen because I just expect misery. <laughs> so that's me. Do you
0: have a lot in common with the Zoo family. <laughs> yeah. They're they're actually any minute like waiting for the news to break that like like you know Porter's going to end up at Kansas or something. <laughs> I
1: think. Oh, absolutely. There was a there was a trade facilitated in the in the late nights <laughs> that all both Porters, the brother, even the sisters, all transferring to Kansas. Yeah. Talk about uh, bad news. <laughs> <laughs> no, but, uh, you, you so, do. Yeah, you yeah, see I that Conzo's from East St. Louis. What's that? Conzo is from East St. Louis, right? And the Tillman signings, big. And if he can make an imprint here in the in the local market where there is so much talent, that's huge for the program.
0: Well, and yeah, and I've been talking to a few people like just around St. Louis basketball, and the level of excitement, you know, with Mizzou right now is. As big as I've ever seen it, you know. And I'm talking about people that, you know, are St. Louis basketball guys, not like Mizzou guys. So we're talking high school coaches and and AAU coaches, and and they're just kind of through the roof with with the level of excitement that that Konzo's brought. So I think you're really going to see uh, St. Louis uh, area kids start to you know have Mizzou at the top of their list instead of sort of an afterthought.
1: I absolutely love that thought, and it will. I think it'll create more of a of a frenzy too, because I mean, if there's if Conto's here recruiting hard, you're going to see more. I don't know. It's it always trickles down, right? You're going to see more of a, just. I think it's good for the sport overall, and then St. Louis as a region as far as just basketball excitement goes, and I think that's probably a good thing for all universities in the general area.
0: Well, yeah, and I, I really think that St. Louis as a basketball city is incredibly underrated. I think that there's a, a really, really strong fan base here of people that you know that that really could get excited about Mizzou basketball. That you know, these are the more casual fans, the people that aren't really like you know Slu grads, but when SLU's good, they'll go to games and they'll cheer for them. Um, so I think the combination of of Mizzou and then Slu. And and to you know, maybe a lesser extent, Illinois. I, you know, I think uh, you know Frank Underwood's kind of endured a few early bumps with a bunch of kids kind of you know decommitting and all that kind of stuff. But but that dude's a hell of a coach, and he'll have it rolling in no time as well. So those three programs are just really going to you know strengthen the excitement for basketball in St. Louis in general.
2: Definitely, definitely. What um, we have a, we're, the Mizzou fan base is getting very very excited. What are realistic expectations <laughs> for next year? Because it is it is a young team, but cut the nets it, down, Gaines. It is. It's. I mean, it's got to be one of the more just raw talented teams in college basketball next year.
0: Yeah, I would say that a realistic expectation at this point, and and this is sort of contingent on John T. Porter reclassifying. Mm-hmm. Because I think, uh, you know, if he reclassifies, and I sort of expect him to, I think. I think that automatically puts Missouri as, as more of a lock for the NCAA tournament. Um, and then I think the goal for you at that point is you're probably hoping for like a top four seed in the SEC tournament. Mm-hmm. Uh, they call that like the double buy. You get the you know, first two rounds of buys. So a double buy in the SEC tournament and then uh, to wear your home whites in the NCAA tournament. Um, I, I think that those are all sort of realistic goals. Um, and, you know, and, and to me, like, you're really going to try to maximize your one year with Michael Porter Jr. And depending on what kind of year he has and what kind of development Jeremiah Tillman has, uh, and how much they can rely on Jonte Porter, I think you're, you're, you're probably talking anywhere between like a seven to 10 seed and possibly all the way up to like a three or four seed. If, if things sort of go your way.
1: No, certainly exciting as compared to. I I say this too, and I'm a huge Mizzou football fan, and the experience of that is a blast. But one of the most unique experiences I've had watching sports in Columbia was sitting in one of those boxes. You've got executives from the school around. You have entertaining people, and those were and coincide. You could actually drink in those areas. But that's that's (laughs) that's that's huge for Mizzou. They are gonna they're gonna be filled up. At times, even for the garbage games at the beginning of the year with this much excitement surrounding it, because you do, you have those people that played basketball in high school that do like Mizzou basketball. They want to take their kids in, and maybe those lesser games are going to be their only opportunity to really get to go see them because it's going to become a a super hot ticket, and that's not, I mean, that's just right off the bat. Let Mizzou go on a 10, 15-game winning streak. You're really going to see that ticket heat
0: up well yeah and I, I think that that's sort of a salient point about you know that when you when you level the uh or, or when you heighten the excitement uh what it does is it sort of levels off those those lower level games um so I would expect like an absolute packed house uh you know just jumping at the brim for Iowa State to open up the season uh you know, but I would still think that that you know for alabama and m's of the world uh, when you when you play like you know teams like that. I would still think that you should be able to get more than 10,000 fans or 12,000 fans, you know, and considering that, that you know, for Kentucky last year, uh, or was that two years ago, I think, yeah, Mizzou had, you know, maybe ten or 11,000 people in the stands, um, you know, and that, that's for the best game on their schedule. And I think that that's an attainable goal for, like, those lesser games with the level of excitement that we're seeing.
2: What kind of a uh, brand of basketball can we expect from Martin and this just team of great athletes?
0: <laughs> well, traditionally, uh, Konzo has played pretty slow tempo. Yeah. They've been one of the, the slower paced teams in the country. Um, you know, they they've always rebounded and defended well, uh, which I think is one of the reasons why he's had success. Is, is that'll take you a long way. But uh, th- what they're they're talking about doing is instilling a more Iowa State style offense. I, you know, I think Iowa State style. Um, by that, I mean like the teams under Fred Hoiberg, mm-hmm. um, the mayor. You know, with like George Niang and 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 you know Monty Morris running the point, and then you kind of spread the floor, and you have you know four or five guys that can handle the ball, and and there's lots of uh, you know dribble handoffs, and there's tons of floor spacing, and there's guys that can shoot threes, and it's. And it's a little bit more faster pace. It's a little bit more NBA style. Uh, and I think that's in the kind of offense that Missouri fans will want to see. And I think that's probably going to be the best fit for uh, you know the talents on the roster when you have guys like, like Terrence Phillips and, and uh, the holdover, holdovers of uh, Jordan Barnett and Kevin Purrier along with Michael Porter Jr., who, I mean, I, I really can't talk enough about how good of a player he is and how excited Missouri fans should be to watch this kid play. I mean, he can just do everything you, you want from a basketball
2: player. Do you do you think that we'll see more college basketball teams kind of move to that style of play, especially with the trickle-down effect of the way the NBA is even moving to that style of play and the value of the three-point shot and, and, and everything like that? And, you know, the the games in the 50s are kind of going the way of the Dodo Bird <laughs> a little bit?
0: Well, I think you'll obviously see some holdouts. Yeah, um, I think you know you'll probably see like Tony Bennett at Virginia. That's exactly
2: who, who I was thinking. Who will <laughs> forever never
0: let go of that pace and forever play, lose uh... in the
2: second round or first round of the NCAA tournament.
0: Yeah, yeah, uh, but I do think that you're going to see a lot more uh, more NBA influence in college basketball. Number one, because uh, that's just sort of how it's always been. Mm-hmm. Uh, the NBA starts doing something. I mean, the NBA was doing you know pick and rolls in the late '80s and '90s. And all of a sudden, in the late 90s, early 2000s, college basketball is, like, all about pick and roll. Um, and when, you know, I spent a little time coaching basketball, and uh, and in and, and high school basketball, like, the pick and roll was all the craze in, like, the mid-2000s. And it's, so it's just like this sort of trickle-down effect. Uh, and I think what you see is you see the success of, of offenses, that obviously, at Golden State. and I mean, it's a lot easier to... Score 130 points a game when you have guys who can shoot the ball like that, but uh, but just that floor spacing allows so many angles that you can attack the rim as well. And and it with the new rule changes in college basketball and making it tougher on defenders to uh, to be physical, um, I think that that's one of the things that that coaches are going to have to learn to take advantage of and and sort of escort guys to to you know get out of the lane and, and move away from the basket so they can uh, they can open it up for drives.
1: I love that. And, again, we're talking to Sam Snelling, Rock M Nation. Follow him on Twitter, at uh, Sam T. Snelling. Sam, as far as is Porter coming in and your excitement for him, who do you look to, for as the holdovers go, and it maybe won't, it won't even end up being the third, fourth, fifth best player, who's going to surprise Mizzou fans and really any college basketball fans? Who's going to benefit the most? Are we going to have – a spot up three point shooter that all of a sudden looks like Kyle Korver playing Division one basketball again. Who will benefit the most from these roster moves that maybe we didn't see as much of last year? And it could even be the graduate transfer as well.
0: Uh, well, yeah, I mean, I, I think that that Cassius Robertson is going to play a huge role on this team and, and being able to uh, to help spread the floor. But the guy that I think that that college basketball is going to fall in love with uh, is Terrence Phillips. Um, mainly because you know, Phillips can mature a little more and, and sort of learn to stay out of foul trouble. Uh, he was a guy who, at Oak Hill, was known for his passing and, and, and was known for attacking the defense and, and finding open players. Uh, and that was through you know, lobs, through kickouts, through dump-offs. Uh, and, and I think that he finally has a roster around him right now that, that can handle that style of play. Um, you're talking about a guy who I think was like second or third in in the SEC in assists last year. Right. And and you when you consider how bad Missouri was at offense and <laughs> he was he had still had that many assists, it's kind of incredible. Um so I think if you add Michael Porter Junior, uh you, you you push Jordan Barnett from like your your top option down to like option number three or four. Um I think what you're you're seeing there is you're going to see the ball start to go in the hoop a whole lot more, and I think a lot of those assists are going to go to Terrence Phillips.
1: I love that, and I'm excited to see I mean, that. What an opportunity, and in, in how that young man's college career just changed. I mean, everybody's it's changing for every Mizzou fan, the or, the whole university. But to see those athletes get that change as well from going to you know maybe someday we'll get a shot at the tournament, maybe we'll win a couple SEC tournament games. And for the, uh, the young men that were already a part of the program to now at least have that hope to getting into uh, the national spotlight, I find that to be uh, very intriguing, either from a journalistic standpoint or just as a fan of the game, to see them get to be part of that uh, potential very nice run. Uh, so Sam covers Mizzou, but you're also here in St. Louis. And with Michael here, we have to talk a little slew basketball. Uh, <laughs> sure. If you, uh, if you, if you were to categorize what is going to look like in the next couple of years, a is their coach going to stick around for that, and then b is it going to be exciting for uh, for local fans, and will it push maybe Mizzou to uh, to look at that
2: uh, reinstating the rivalry? Michael, do you think that will happen? No, <laughs> Mizzou, Mizzou will just keep complaining about Ku not wanting to play him and not answer our phone calls. <laughs>
0: Well, so so here's the thing about the SLU-Mizzou game, and, and uh, I am both a SLU and, and a Mizzou fan, um, but when you when you cover things, you have to sort of pull out uh, your fandom a little bit and try to be as objective as possible. <clears throat> I see the reasons why Mizzou doesn't want to play SLU.
2: Absolutely, uh, yeah.
0: So, I mean, it, they already have a game in St. Louis every year with Illinois. Um, mm-hmm. If you have another game in St. Louis, there's a possibility you... Diminish the level of excitement for the St. Louis game amongst your St. Louis, Missouri fans. Um, You know, on top of that, if you don't want to have a game in St. Louis, now you're talking about, okay, can we do a home and home? And, and when you're talking about uh, giving up (laughs) gate receipts for a game uh, to go on the road against a team that you could possibly lose to um, and, and slew is, is, like in the A ten, when things are going well, they're a good team. Um and and you don't want to lose that game. Mm-hmm. So it's it's sort of like this this tough thing for, for Mizzou because obviously the fan interest in St. Louis would be high. Outside of St. Louis though, Missouri fans don't really care much about playing flu. Cool. Um you know, there's there's gonna be a lot more interest for them to try to schedule like an old Big Twelve opponent, even if it's not uh, Kansas, you know, like they'd probably rather see Kansas State or or Oklahoma or Oklahoma State or somebody like that, um, you know. So it's it's difficult for for Mizzou to just be like, all right, well, let's let's schedule you know a game either in St. Louis, like neutral site, or let's do a two for one or a one for one, um, because they just don't have enough to gain, uh, and 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 I think that that's sort of like the tough thing, despite the fact that I think it would be wildly interesting. Um, I just don't think there's enough financial incentive for Mizzou
2: to do it. So, I mean, it's it's, because I wondered this year if, because Travis Ford said, I guess, last week that he really tried to make it happen, but that, you know, he could be saying whatever. I wondered (laughs) with the, uh, they just, they added the Houston home and home, the slew did Mm -hmm. pretty late in the year. So I wondered if Ford ever thought that he was, I thought that was kind of the backup plan for a Mizzou game. That's how I read into it almost.
0: Well, I think at this point the only way I, I could see Mizzou doing it is if Slu, uh would agree to like a two for one.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And and again, when you talk about financial sense, that doesn't make financial sense for Slu. Yeah. Um. Again, like it would be tremendously exciting to secure like a, a three year series with those two teams you know, but it has to make financial sense for both teams. And that's why Mizzou would want a two for one and that's why SLU would only want a one for one so they can they can get those those receipts as as well. And I think that's sort of like the sticking point. If if one of those two can budge off that uh, and you never know, like with Conzo Martin being a St. Louis area guy, maybe he pushes forward a little bit more than, than previous coaches have. Uh, but overall, I just don't see it happening, and, and it's mainly for the financial reasons. Anything
1: makes sense. Do you feel that uh, Travis Ford will be there for the long haul? Or there were rumors of him? or his agent is that right, Gaines? His agent maybe potentially possibly allegedly Looking floating the, out
2: uh, LSU was mentioned interested Indiana,
1: Indiana LSU. Do you see Ford as being a long term slew guy?
0: Uh, I don't really, uh, but that's fine. Um, sure. What you get with the benefit of Travis Ford is he's a really, really good recruiter. So you're automatically going to upgrade the talent. Uh, and when he does leave, you're going to have a roster in place that is going to be attractive to a to another you know another good coach. So you know whether it's uh, a you know a retread like you know Slew obviously did well with the going the retread route with Rick and Jarris. Um, you know I think that that the next coach is going to be a, a, a guy that's going to be able to sort of. Take what Travis Ford has done and, and really build something that's sustainable. And, and hopefully, they can find somebody that'll just want to be here for a long time. So, I think flu overall is, is a good job. You know, it's, it's just it's tough to be at the A10 level and find yourself as a destination job. I mean, Missouri is in the SEC, and a lot of people don't view that as a destination job. So, same question.
1: Just- yeah, <laughs> I would ask the same question for Konzo at, at Mizzou. Do you see him staying as. I mean, potentially longer than five
0: years? I don't know. I mean, it's possible he could... Uh, I do, uh, as long as he's successful. Yeah, uh, sure. So the reason why I would say Conzo is more likely to find this job as as, uh, as his destination job is because he's a local guy. Right, right, right. Um, you know, so, it, like, the Missouri job was obviously a destination for somebody like Kim Anderson, but it was never going to be that for Mike Anderson because he's from Arkansas. Um right. You know, and that's just sort of how it goes. So if if they'd have hired, you know, John Calipari instead of Quinn Snyder way back when, like John Calipari's not going to stick at Mizzou for the rest of his career, Um, you know. But but potentially, like if Ford leaves, uh, I think that again, like if you have an upgraded roster, you can find somebody that can sort of build a home. And and if you make a financial commitment, you're a lot more likely to keep guys around. You look at Greg Marshall at Wichita. Uh, you look how long Shaka Smart was at PCU despite a lot of better options. Um, you know, I think you, so you can turn that sort of uh mid major, mid major plus job into a destination job if you find the right fit uh and you pay him well enough. And and d I, I don't think Travis Ford is the right fit uh long term, but he's certainly a great fit to upgrade the talent.
1: He is. I agree with uh with everything you said. And we've had we had him on uh our afternoon show. Great talker. <laughs> yeah. That goes a long way. In uh, recruiting, in recruiting uh, young men, and uh, we have some texters texting in. KFB says, "Let's be honest. I had a better shot at the Indiana job than Travis Ford did." <laughs> so, <laughs> so apparently, uh, some of the listeners think that's not such a uh, a possibility. Sam, I can't thank you enough for uh, for joining. We always love chatting with you. We'll have to get you back on again soon. And this has to be good for you covering Mizzou with all the excitement. And uh, and we'll have to get you on regularly, man. We uh, we love chatting with you.
0: Yeah, I always say that like, you know, for the last three years I've I've written what I call my like my big giant sigh pieces. Yeah. Like this this giant sigh, okay, where do we go from here? And (laughs) and to go from to go from that like to actually being excited about writing uh about five star recruits not, you know, not just landing on campus, but signing with Missouri It's just kind of incredible.
1: <laughs> not uh, five star recruits, like <laughs> potentially following Mizzou's Twitter account. No, 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 they're there to play. They're there to play basketball, and they're going to take them to the next level. So we'll have to keep up with Sam, and you can too. Again, on Twitter at Sam T Snelling. Sam, don't be a stranger, my friend. It's always a blast having you on. We we'll have to get you in studio soon.
0: Yeah, sounds good, guys. I'll uh, I'll talk to you soon.
1: Absolutely, thanks, Sam. Sam Snelling joining St. Louis Live this morning. Great conversation. I always like having Sam on. Very knowledgeable. Played the game at a collegiate level and uh, a delight to speak with. Kent.
2: Yeah, just confirmed my uh, thoughts about Mizzou being really afraid. So, Is that what you got from that half an exact, hour conversation? Exactly what I got.
1: The man gives up his morning. Gives us all these great tidbits of information. You walk away with a pro wrestling style tagline. Yep. That's how you view Sam's
2: time. is afraid of Travis Ford.
1: Giamatti, listeners, I think Gaines is on something here and we're going to have to have a talk during the break. Uh, If you missed it, we'll get the podcast up shortly. That's on the We Are Live feed. With that, you can also find our uncensored podcast which tomorrow, we're going to have Donnell Rawlings in studio at Shock City Studios. Gaines, you know what he was on? Uh, not family
2: matters. Not Martin on something on the was he the, was he a Daily Show correspondent? No, on Comedy Central, the
1: Chappelle Show. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah Donnell Rawlings, Ashy Larry. He's a stand-up. He'll be in town at Helium Comedy Club this weekend. So he'll be on the Uncensored We Are Live podcast. This is St. Louis Live. If you missed Sam Snelling podcast, that check it out from the last hour. Next hour we'll have Ben Hockman. Get your fair or foul submissions in. 9 o'clock, Carly Lawrence joining us in studio for love advice. St. Louis Live, Michael Gaines, Chris Denman. Quick break. Be right back.